This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden. On today's show, we're talking home insurance. So we know last year we had Fiona hit the province. We've got so many weather events happening right now with the wildfires taking place out west in Nova Scotia and on, in Ontario and Quebec in Northwest Territories. And of course, word from the Canadian Hurricane Centre is predicting even more storms than average in the Atlantic Ocean this hurricane season, which of course increases the chance of significant storms hitting our coast. So it's a good time to be looking at your insurance policies. So how do you ensure that you have the proper coverage? How do you ensure that you have the right coverage to meet your needs? So here to answer those questions and so much more is Tom Hickey. He's the president of Wedgwood Insurance and Lacey Crickard, personal insurance sales manager with Wedgwood Insurance. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Good to be here, Nancy. Yeah, we have so much to get into today, and I think it's going to be a really timely and important topic for our listeners. But I think before we get into that, maybe, Tom, you could share with us a little bit about um, Wedgwood Insurance. Yeah, Nancy. So Wedgwood has been an independent broker here in Newfoundland since 1978. We uh, represent uh, clients through the insurance market all throughout Newfoundland and Labrador. And uh, we've got offices here in St. John's um, and in Cornerbrook, which takes care of our western region. That's great. Thanks, Tom. And Lacey, I'm going to turn to you as we get into the topic around home insurance. So we know that your home is your largest investment in most cases, and protecting that investment is super important. So home insurance is something most of us pay for and hope we will absolutely never need. But, you know, we need to have it in the event that we do. So let's start with the basics, Lacey. Why is home insurance so important? So home insurance is so important because it does protect your home and your contents for loss or damage and even theft of the home or property. It can also cover certain things such as detached structures, garages or sheds, and there's typically other coverage included such as additional living expense. And what that is, is if you are temporarily displaced from your home, we'll actually give you accommodations while your home is being repaired. So that coverage is included as well. And there's different things that home insurance can cover. You know, it can cover the damage or loss to your home due to insured peril, which would be something such as a fire. Damage, theft, or loss of your personal possessions. So it's everything you own, your furniture, your appliances, et cetera. Personal property that may be stolen from your vehicle. Uh, And damage or injury to others that visit your home or property. So that would be covered as well. It's really interesting. You know, I think a lot of people would be surprised maybe to think about personal property being stolen for your vehicle being something that's covered in their home insurance. But I guess with your vehicle being at your home, right, that's something that is uh, or can be in your, your policy. So what are the types of situations where your home insurance is going to protect you? So um, you mentioned that uh, it can protect you if someone's visiting your home. So that would include things like slips and falls, I assume? Yeah, so say, you know, you didn't get a chance to clear out your driveway and it's a little bit slippery and the UPS or the FedEx guy comes in and slips and falls. Uh, so it covers injury, you know, from something such as that. It also covers such things as fire. So if your house, uh, you know, catches on fire, maybe you left something on the stove a little too long, it starts a fire. And it can also cover if the fire sp- spreads, so, you know, there's some liability coverage as well there. That's important to know for sure. 
So according to a recent ledger survey, most Canadians who own their own home do have home insurance. Only 4% of respondents have no coverage. So certainly good news when you consider all that's happening. But according to the Insurance Bureau of Canada, severe weather insurance claims are four times higher than they were 15 years ago nationwide. And if you think back to last year, Hurricane Fiona devastated Atlantic Canada, especially parts of Newfoundland. Just think of the devastation that we saw in the, in the media from Port of Basque. And according to the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Fiona was the seventh costliest extreme weather event in Canadian history, with insured damages from the hurricane reaching $800 million. As we mentioned off the top of the show, we're seeing some extreme weather events taking place right now. We currently are in hurricane season, and the National Hurricane Center is saying we could face severe weather again this fall. But as mentioned, insurance will cover more than damage caused by extreme weather. It also protects you in the event you experience a break-in. It can also protect you from liability. So home insurance coverage can be broken into two categories, personal property and personal liability. So Lacey, what is the difference between these two? So your property side would be protection that includes the physical building, so your actual home, your detached structures such as your garage or your shed, and your personal belongings known as your contents such as your furniture, electronics, clothing, appliances, etc. The liability, that actually protects you against financial loss if you are found legally responsible for causing injury or property damage to somebody else's. So example would be somebody that slips and falls on your property like we mentioned earlier they file a lawsuit against you for medical expenses. So that's a, a, a situation where your insurance can kick in. And, you know, we've been talking about homeowners insurance, but I think it's important to mention that not only those who own a home should be looking at coverage, but there's things like condominium insurance and tenants insurance, which is important as well. So, Lisa, can you talk about why and how this insurance can protect you and your belongings? Maybe we can start with condominium insurance. Sure. So condominium coverage is different than home insurance because it covers the damage or the loss of inside of your unit. And also uh, most condominiums have a storage locker, so it includes that. It'll cover your personal liability claims, as we kind of discussed earlier, in case somebody's injured in your condominium. The condominium corporation itself typically has a master insurance policy that covers the outside structure of the building and the common areas. So your condominium insurance would pay for damage for the inside of your unit, so the four walls in, the damage or loss of your belongings, so all of your personal contents again, damage to the improvements. Uh, so if you've made improvements to your condominium, like you've upgraded the floor, you've upgraded the kitchen cupboards, it would cover the the improvements and betterments. Um, it would also cover the additional living expenses as well. And so when we think about tenants insurance, like it's something I ask uh, clients, you know, when they say they're renting, you know, do you have um, tenants insurance? Do you have coverage for your, your belongings? And I always recommend when they say that they don't. So what can you tell us about the importance of tenants insurance? So there's two uh, main things that really is important with tenants insurance. One is the liability aspect. So although you don't own the property, you're still responsible if somebody comes onto your property. So you want to make sure you have that liability coverage. And the other one is is um, you want to make sure all your personal belongings are covered. So although the landlord may cover, you know, um, if there's a fire, covers the actual building, but there's no coverage there for all of your personal belongings in the building if you do not carry the tenant's insurance. Yeah, and yeah, to add to that, uh, Nancy, is that from the point of view of a property owner, if you're a homeowner with a rental apartment, for example, in your home, 
uh, you know, you really should be making sure your tenant has this coverage as well, because, um, you know, there's coverage, the homeowner is exposed to the tenant's liability um, by renting that apartment. So by, you know, a homeowner insisting that the tenants have insurance, um, they're ensuring that their own insurance isn't picking up uh, exposure that the tenants incurred just because they don't have insurance. So that actually goes two ways. You know, that's a really great point, Tom, and something I'm sure that, you know, homeowners that do have rental properties, whether it's a separate rental property or a unit that they have in their own home, right? We know many people now are looking for uh, homes with a basement apartment because of interest rates and, and the increase yeah. in um, the cost of mortgage payments and so on. And if you think about it, you know, mortgage companies require you to have insurance on the property as a term in your mortgage. So why shouldn't uh, rental agreements have something like that in there as well to protect them. Yeah, and when you see like that IBC uh, survey that says only 4% of respondents have no coverage, that's talking about homes, which is quite understandable because a lot of times the bank will force someone to carry the insurance whether they want to or not. But I'd say the percentage of renters and tenants who don't have coverage would be way higher than that. And I would think it, I would think it could be as high as 35, 40, 50%. So it's yeah. really something for people to keep an eye on if they have a, a rental property or a rental unit in their home in particular um, to make that part of the lease conditions that uh, the tenant provide proof of insurance. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. And I wouldn't um, be surprised if that number was higher based on what I see in my practice. Like I have very yeah. few clients who are renting that tell me that they're paying for, uh, for tenant insurance. Exactly. Well, when it comes to coverage, there's multiple levels to consider. There's comprehensive, basic, broad, and no frill. So we're going to get into each of those when we come back. Please stay with us. Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your request to irishnl at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guests today are Tom Hickey. He's the president with Wedgwood Insurance and Lacey Crickard, personal insurance sales manager at Wedgwood Insurance. So we're talking about the importance of insurance coverage, especially as it relates to your home and, and personal property. And just before the break, Lacey, I talked about there's multiple levels of coverage to consider when you're looking at homeowner's insurance. We have comprehensive, basic, broad, and no fit, no frills, sorry. So can you speak to each of those and maybe tell listeners what they should know about them? Sure. So comprehensive insurance is the most extensive insurance and provides the highest level of coverage. Often it includes replacement costs on both the home and the contents. And you may even hear people refer to it or explain it as comprehensive is everything's covered unless it's specifically excluded. So that is by far, you know, the most extensive of one. Then we have broad coverage. Um, broad is somewhat similar to comprehensive. It uh, has everything listed that's in included, so a little bit different in that sense. And uh, there would be some additional exclusions from the comparison of broad to comprehensive. So such things as ice damming or weight of snow, that may not be covered under broad where it would be under comprehensive as well as mysterious disappearance. A basic or a named perils coverage will only cover specific perils that are listed. And what I mean by specific perils would be, it would be listed out on your policy, but it would say fire, lightning, explosion, smoke, uh, vandalism, impact by vehicle or aircraft. 
water damage, windstorm, hail. So it's much more limited in the coverage that you're getting. Um, and of course, it does. Um, it's it only covers. Um, it's not replacement cost. Sorry. So it would just be the name perils coverage there. And we don't have, you don't see no frills uh, very much anymore. That was something that was referred to uh, a little bit back in the day, but we don't see that quite often anymore. We usually see either name perils broad or comprehensive. Well, it sounds like, like there's lots to consider, right, when you're looking for home insurance or tenants insurance uh, when it comes to the type of insurance, like the type of coverage that you're going to have. So for listeners out there, how do they know which is the right one for them? Can you give them some advice, maybe some estimates of cost for each of those? Um, so it's a little bit hard to do estimates of costs. The way things work right now, it, they're all algorithm-based. So it depends on, you could live right next door to each other, have a very similar house, but your pricing might be different in insurance because of your age, maybe some claims-free discounts that you're getting, uh, et cetera. So it's, it's really hard to get pricing, but there's typically not a large difference in price between a comprehensive and a broad. And I think this is where it's really important to maybe reach out to a broker because I think the advice of a broker can help. They can walk you through the policy with you. They can ask questions about your potential risks, and they can recommend the proper coverage you may need. And because it, it's all about protecting your risks then and finding a pricing that's suitable for you. To add to that with pricing, it used to be that homeowners was a very inexpensive coverage, and your your automobile insurance would be, you know, two or three times the price of home insurance. But home insurance prices have really risen. Uh, in the last 10 years, and that's that's basically because of the real a very large increase in in water damage and wind claims. That used to be fire was the uh, was the main peril, but you know there's a saying in the insurance business now that water is a new fire, and um, that's really driven an increase. You're getting so many people like with really fancy below ground rec rooms. So you know you get a bit of water in your basement, it can be a hundred fifty thousand dollar loss these days. So. Um, you know, it's really important, like Lacey said, to talk to somebody as an advisor because, you know, home insurance has become an expensive purchase. So it's really important that people, you know, don't buy too much or too little and try and get the uh, get the pot package and coverage that's right for them. And we talk about that so often here on the show, right, that when you're making purchases like this, you know, it's so important to talk to the people that know the ins and outs, right, and can talk to you about your personal situation and what you should be ensuring that you have coverage on based on what your needs are so insurance would be no no different so I think that's a really good yeah. point I I think yeah. something else that people talk about quite frequently is deductible so how should people be looking at their deductible are there benefits to them having a higher deductible or lower deductible yeah so there are benefits to having a higher deductible typically there's a discount associated with having a higher deductible but it really in determining your deductible you need to look at your financial situation your deductible is the amount that you have to pay in the event of a claim. So you need to choose an amount that you're comfortable with in the event that you do have a claim. So it has to be something that um, you are comfortable paying that doesn't put you in a, in a rough situation. Yeah, I mean, it's good to get the discount, I guess, on the monthly rate, but if you have a need for the insurance and then the deductible is unmanageable for you, then you're not going to be able to take advantage of the insurance, right? So I think that's a really Correct. good point. Yeah, you've got to balance, you know, my, my advice to people on things like that is, is you should take the, the biggest deductible you can afford, mainly because um, you should really treat home insurance um, you know, like a disaster coverage. So 
you know, if you're, you know, you never want to make a claim for small amounts, like a thousand or $2,000, in my opinion, unless you absolutely had to, because, um, you know, as you accumulate claims, you're going to drive your costs up. And if you have enough claims, you can make yourself uninsurable. So, or very expensive and the coverage can become unaffordable. So, you know, you really need to look at your budget and, and, uh, have a little money set aside for, you know, nuisance things that go on. Part of having a house is, is keeping it maintained and, uh, you know, spending money on repairs. So, you know, your insurance really be, in my opinion, should be your last resort because it's getting so expensive. The last thing you want to do is uh, keep driving your costs up by making small claims. No, absolutely, Tommy. I and mean, we talk yeah. about that as well on the show, right? When, when you're looking yeah. at your budget, making sure that you're putting money aside for emergencies, right? It's so important to have that emergency savings account for the things that yeah. do come up like that in, in your home. So I guess, guys, signing up for coverage is one thing, but it's also important to ensure that your policy covers your needs because, as we've been talking about, not all homeowners insurance policies are equal, nor are homeowners needs equal. So as an example, a recent survey by rates.ca found that one-third at 32% of homeowners are not aware that standard home insurance policies don't cover water damage from seepage, overland flooding, or sewer backup. So, you know, when I'm talking to clients and, and they're asking, me advice about different debt products, I'll often say, you know, make sure you're reading the fine print. And I'm guessing, Lacey, that when it comes to insurance, that advice is no different, right? It's super important to make sure that you understand everything that's in your insurance policy, including the fine print. It is. It's really important to read through your policy. There are exclusions and coverages that you may not be aware of. Uh, you know, this is another benefit of dealing with either a advisor or a broker because they can really help advise you of the specific exclusions that are found in your policy so you're more aware of extra coverages you may be able to buy up. And so when it comes to, you know, what people should be considering, right, and I know it is going to be different from everyone, but is there, you know, certain tips that you can share with listeners on what they should keep in mind when it comes to choosing their coverage? Sure. I think you need to understand that there is different types of coverages available that fit your needs best versus maybe somebody else. Uh, you need to ensure that your limits are updated. So, you know, quite often somebody might have bought a home and their insurance just keeps renewing and it may be five or six years and you haven't had a new evaluation done and your property value may not be where it needs to be. So, you know, making sure your limits are up to date, ensure that you have added any additional endorsements you may need. So that's certain things like sewer backup, over landwater coverage. Um, there's actually new coverage available now with a lot of insurance companies, cyber insurance. So it's uh, personal cyber. So there's different endorsements like that that you can buy to make sure that you um, have your risks covered. You want to make sure that you're aware of special limits and exclusions through the policy. So, you know, some policies may have a special limit that says there's only $5,000 coverage for jewelry. You may have $15,000 worth of jewelry. So that's a conversation you want to have with your insurance company. And then, of course, make sure you're dealing with an insurance company or a broker that you trust. I think that's a really important one. That is so important. And again, something that we do always say, right? It's not only about finding a professional, it's about finding the right professional for you, right? So someone that you're, you know, comfortable sitting down with and talking about all the ins and outs of, um, you know, your situation and what's going to be important for you when it comes to your insurance coverage, you know, being comfortable picking up the phone and calling and asking a question, right? No matter you think it's a silly question or not a silly question, right? Like having that relationship and, and comfort level and trust in the person that you're, you're dealing with. I, I can't agree with you more on that. 
Yeah. And I think the other ahead, two pieces to that, that uh, from my time around the business, I've seen number one, if you, if you call up somebody and, and you're looking for home insurance and they say, oh, well, this is a great policy. You have all risk coverage. And, and a consumer here is all risk. And I think all risk means I'm covered against everything. As soon as someone says all risk, your, your antenna should go up because there is no such thing as that. There are always exclusions. So that's the first thing you should, you should question. And the second thing is try and find somebody who has like a dedicated advisor to you. Try and avoid call centers where every time you call and you're talking to a different person. Um, you know, that's okay for, you know, if you're buying widgets. But when you're buying something like this that's a complex product, you know, homeowner's policy, I think, you know, some of them I've seen are 50 pages thick because there's so much in them. You need something to be talking to the same person all the time because that's how you get to know someone and build trust and they get to know your situation. So if you're talking to a call center somewhere and you're getting a different person every time you call in. It's impossible to build a relationship with somebody like that. So, you know, you need to, to poke around and, and find someone that you're comfortable with and that knows your situation and that can, you know, get ahead of things and be proactive for you, not just reacting to your own calls. That's so, so important. And, you know, can make you aware of the things that you should be made aware of, right? Rather than assuming that you've, yep. you know, read through everything or assuming that you know what, what certain terms mean. I think I couldn't agree with you more on yep. that, Tom. It's so, so yep. important. Well, we often have changes, right, that come up in our property. So when we come back, we're going to talk about how important it is to communicate these changes with your insurance provider. Please stay with us. Every Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin. The Cabin Party with Brian O'Connell. Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. Well, we're talking about home insurance today. And as I mentioned at the end of the last segment there, there's lots of things that uh, come up in your home, things that may change. Maybe you've renovated, you've added a deck or garage, replaced your roof, you've upgraded plumbing or electrical, right? And, and the list really goes on. So when it comes to changes with your property, Lacey, how important is it to communicate these changes with your insurance provider? Because I'm guessing there could be an impact on your coverage, right? Yes, it's always important to let your insurance company know of these types of changes. It may require us to review your building limit again. You may qualify for new additional discounts that you didn't qualify for, for before. And of course, it could impact coverage. So things, any type of changes that you make, it's really important to let your insurance company know. So for example, I've seen cases where people started a home-based business and didn't you know, think of calling their insurance provider. And of course, anything related to a business is excluded because under a personal home insurance policy. So, you know, there's cases you can buy coverage for a home-based business, but some home-based businesses require their actual own commercial insurance. So, you know, that's, that's a, a classic example of how a circumstance can change and you end up with no coverage at all. Um, you know, if a person came to your house who was there for business and, and you know, fell, um, your company could, just, you know, decline that claim. So it's really important to stay in touch with, with, you know, changes in the occupancy or use of your home. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think especially in today's age, right, where not only are more people working from home, right, from maybe have home-based businesses because of the pandemic, but also there's a, a rise in people using their homes as things like um, Airbnbs, for example, right, which would be considered a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so anything like that, you need to you need to let your insurance company know to make sure that they can give you the proper coverage. 
Or, for example, yeah. if you move out of your home and start renting it, people sometimes, you know, take a job and they take a placement for eight months in another home, you know, and then they rent their house out. Um, that's material change in risk. Your, your insurer needs to know if a house is rented, for example, versus occupied by you, which is a completely different risk and really leaves you exposed to uh, coverage issues if you don't let your insurance know. So, you know, that's another big example. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes back to what we were saying about having a trusted advisor, right? Someone that you can, you know, openly talk about the things and, and get the right advice. So let's just focus a little bit now. I want to talk about making a claim. So while we hope it's something we're never going to need to do, I mean, obviously the purpose of the insurance is that if something does happen, we, we have that available. So there's some who caution us about filing a claim because there's a big concern that your premium is going to increase. So Lacey, is that always the case? No, so it's not always the case. Um, some carriers often carry claims forgiveness, which you can purchase. So this ensures your policy premium does not go up uh, in case of filing a claim. And there's also some other additional coverages that you can put a claim in for that are not chargeable losses. So it's not always the case that it will go up. So it's best to check with your company, confirm if A, you have that coverage, or B, is this a chargeable loss if you put that through. That's great. And Tom, what factors should you consider when it comes to whether or not you should file a claim? I think it's it comes down to your ability to pay it out of pocket. Um, and it goes back to the deductible then as well. It all ties together, right? So, um, you know, it, it depends on your situation, how much you're comfortable paying out of pocket. That's not going to impact you financially. I mean, at the end of the day, the purpose of the insurance product is to keep you from, you know, suffering a financial impact from an insured loss. So depending on your own personal situation, your ability to absorb a financial loss is going to be higher or lower depending on, on your situation. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a borderline claims that are tough when you get a claim that's maybe a few thousand dollars. You know, no one likes to pay that out of their pocket. But on the flip side, if you've got, say, a, a $500,000 deductible, you know, after the claim is made, you might end up with, you know, 1500 bucks in your pocket. So at the end of the day, is that worth it to you to make the claim and probably have a slightly increased premium for a few years? Or if you have another substantial claim that's big where you really have to use it, now you're starting to build multiple claims. So there are judgment calls that are really going to depend on the individual circumstance. And, and like Lacey just said, the best thing to do is have a discussion with your broker and say, okay, here's my situation. I've got a loss for this amount. Um, let's talk about the future impacts and what's my ability to absorb something like this if it ever happened again. So it's really going to be going to be depend on the individual circumstance for any particular person on that decision. And that's why, once again, we keep coming back to you need a trusted advisor to, to give you good advice in that area. Absolutely. And I think important for yeah. listeners to know, you know, calling your insurance company and asking the question doesn't mean that you then have to file the claim, right? You can actually ask them these this, these questions, get the information funded if you should be making a claim. Because sometimes I know people think that um, making the call forces them then to, to move forward. That's just not the case. Yeah. So, Lacey, is there a time frame when people, so if they do need to make a claim, is there a time frame to start and finalize a home insurance claim? It's always in the client's best interest to, to call on the claim as soon as they have it. The sooner the better, uh, just to get stuff moving along. But with regards to liability claims, they usually have up to two years. 
Okay, great. So I'd like to talk a little bit now, Lisa, about the process for filing a claim. So for listeners out there, you know, who think they may need to file a claim or just want to, to know what the process would be, should they ever have to file a claim? What can you tell them about that? Uh, so you just want to assess the situation. So, you know, take a deep breath, assess the situation, do a quick overview of the damage, take the steps to prevent further damage. So shut off power, protect your family. If it's not safe, go outside, uh, call the police, file a report. You want to contact your insurer. So notify your insurance company as soon as possible. They will assist you in starting the process. They'll assign an adjuster to you, and your insurer can help you find local contractors and or can help secure your property. Document the damage. So it's always good to take pictures or videos. Um, we also recommend, and it's hard to remember everything you own, so it's really easy now, everybody with iPhones or, you know, Android phones, go around your home and do a home inventory document uh, video so then you can you know everything that you have if you do have um, a substantial loss. Uh, the other area is cleanup. So, you know, sometimes people are a little bit afraid to do this, but you can certainly start cleaning up. If you have water in your basement, the quicker that you can get that out, the better. So, you know, uh, you can hire a restoration company to come in, or you can start to clean some of it yourself. And the insurer, you know, once you have the claim going, if it's an insured claim, they'll go ahead and pay for that uh, cleanup. Determine repair costs. So typically the adjuster goes out and visits your building. They assess the damage and they base an initial assessment on the damage, loss, and repairs. So you get an estimate. This number typically can change by the end of the process, but you'll get a good idea on how much it's going to cost. And then, um, you know, it's the repair of the damages. So you can hire a contractor. Um, most often insurance companies have preferred vendors that they deal with. Um, they're usually good options to go with. Um, so they'll, they'll suggest a company for those repairs. And then just finalize the process is once it's all done, uh, once the restoration work is completed, you've been compensated for, you know, maybe your contents or whatever damage that was done to the building, you will sign off to complete the process. Yeah, a lot of steps in the process. So again, like you know, if you have uh, a situation like this, you want to make sure you're getting the advice on how you you can be handling or should be handling it to make sure that you're not going to, you know, do something that's going to prevent you maybe from getting your claim through or getting it through in a in a timely fashion. We know that you know sometimes uh, claims can be denied. So what would be some of the reasons why this could happen? Yeah, well, it's, it's normally because uh, you know it's it's a lack of Coverage. So that means, you know, you've got a policy and they all have exclusions. So let, let's look at what happened, for example, with Fiona, which is a good example. It's probably the most extreme circumstance possible, but then we can work back from there. So there were some people whose homes, you know, unfortunately, the ocean, the sea came in, storm surge, and literally swept their homes into the ocean. That's an uninsurable peril, which means it's not even available in the insurance marketplace, and there's no coverage, there's no uh, product that exists to provide that coverage. I think there may be some very tiny sublimits in some policy, but basically it's not insured peril. So, I mean, that's, that's the most extreme example of something that wouldn't be covered because it's literally a coverage that's not available in the marketplace. So, you know, you can take that as the most extreme case. And then between, beyond that, 
um, you get into typical things like, for example, insurance policy is not a maintenance policy. So if you've got a 35-year-old roof and it starts to leak, there's a pretty good chance that when the appraiser inspects that as the adjuster, they're going to find that there's a very worn-out roof. So they're not going to pay for damage that's just caused because you didn't maintain your home. So that's probably two of the most like typical examples of why something wouldn't be covered. Aside from, you know, the most the other extreme case where someone literally, you know, misrepresented re- what the house is on the application, in which case that's more of a, you know, that's a, a, a failure to disclose, you know, situation. But luckily, that's very, uh, very infrequent. And, and most of the time, it's just because it's a type of uh, it's coverage that's just not provided under an insurance policy. Yeah, so it just makes it super right. important, as we were saying, to make sure that you're talking to your insurer and understanding, you know, asking the question, what isn't yeah. in co- what isn't covered here, right? Is there are there things that I should be aware of that I'm not going to be covered for, right? So that you you know your eyes are open, you don't have um, a thinking that you are covered for something that you you may not be. Well, we know um, that there's lots of types of insurance. We've heard a lot today and got a lot of knowledge from. Lacey and Tom with that. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how you know you're getting the best rate for coverage. Please stay with us. Nutrition, exercise, keeping the cold at bay. Whatever keeps you feeling great, the Wellness and Healthy Lifestyle Show on your VOCM. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada, right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. So we're talking about home insurance today, and my guests are Tom Hickey. He's the president of Wedgwood Insurance, and Lacey Crickard, personal insurance sales manager with Wedgwood Insurance. So as we mentioned, it is something that you pay for and really hope you're never going to have to use. But with so much happening, you just never know. So you're going to want to insure your biggest investment, which is your home, is protected and covered. And as you've been hearing, there's so, so much to consider. And depending on your coverage and your deductible, costs can really vary. So, Lacey, can you talk a little bit about, you know, how people know if they're getting the best rate when it comes to their insurance? And I know cost is difficult to to talk about because, you know, it depends on the people's situation. But how should they be looking at it when it comes to the rate? Uh, so it really depends on the coverage that you need for the cost. You know, uh, sometimes it's better to pay a little bit more in the short term to get the better coverage. But you can always do a few comparisons. You know, it doesn't hurt to make a few calls, get a few comparisons to make sure you're getting the best coverage at, at a competitive price. And I guess the important thing there is if you are shopping around and you're not just looking at the rate, but you really are comparing the coverage, right, to make sure that you're getting, you're comparing apples to apples, right, and the, the rate is not different because the coverage is different. Correct. You, re- you really got to be careful on the coverage that you're getting because sometimes you can get a cheaper rate, but you may be missing a really important coverage that would, you know, would cost you more money in the long run. Yeah, yeah and the other thing to go with that is I'd be evaluating how many questions you were asked. Um, sometimes in the quest to make things easy, especially on the phone, you know, some some uh, providers uh, will, in the quest, you know, to make it really fast, won't ask a lot of questions, and you get a rate, and then all the questions have to be asked when you actually go to fill out the application, and then the rate changes. So that's just a big waste of your time. So uh, although it may feel less convenient to have lots of questions asked, 
you should probably feel good about the fact that somebody's asking a lot of questions because what they're trying to do is assess your needs properly and give you an accurate uh, cost. Um, so that yeah. shouldn't scare people off if you're getting asked a lot of questions. In fact, you, you should be worried if you're not. Yeah, it's actually in your best interest, right, to, to yeah. answer as many yeah. questions as possible. Yeah, that's great yeah. advice, Tom. So we know that Wedgwood uh, is an insurance broker. Now, what would be the difference in working with an insurance broker versus an insurance agent? So there's a really big difference. You know, in dealing with a broker, we act as a liaison between you and the insurance company, and we can offer objective advice. We have a number of choices through different insurance companies, so we can find the best coverage at a competitive rate for you. So ultimately, we can do the shopping for you. I know everybody likes to get three prices. We're able to do that um, as a broker. We also are able to offer advice on the coverage that meets your specific needs. But as you heard Tom say just a moment ago, you know, we can assess your risk and make sure you have the proper coverage. We can offer claims assistance. So we went through multiple steps that you have to go through in the event of a claim. So we can be there to help you along the way. And then lastly, it's just that peace of mind. Uh, you build trust with the, somebody in the brokerage. They know your file. They know you. And uh, it, just, it just gives you a bit of peace of mind. Yeah, it's always good to have that trusted relationship when you have things like this because it is so important, right? You're talking about your home, right in the contents of, of your home. So, 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 so important. So, Lacey, sometimes, you know, you'll hear ads, um, you know, in the media and radio, TV and, and, and online, you know, insurance companies offering different things. So if someone was looking to change insurance companies, is that difficult and, and are there things to consider? Uh, so it's not typically difficult. You do have to be able to invest a little bit of time to get the, all those questions answered. Um, as Tom mentioned, you know, the more questions that they ask in the beginning uh, gets you a better a better quote and make sure that you have the proper coverage. Most companies now can offer uh, e-signature, electronic signature, or can even do the application with you over the phone through audio signature. So it makes it much quicker. My only... Um, I guess hesitation there or, or um, thing to let you know is that you want to do this close to your renewal date. Uh, if you do change your policy midterm, because they are annual contracts, uh, you are subject to a penalization fee. So it's always best to do it on your renewal date. Then there's no cancellation fees if you do decide to change companies. Yeah, that's a really good point. And especially, uh, you know, in today's environment when everyone is looking at their budget so closely and, and met, trying to manage their, their cash flow, you don't want to be paying extra fees. No, and the one other thing that's good is to bundle your insurance. If you have your home and auto together, you, you'll typically get a better pricing. That's actually, that is a good point. So, you know, people have multiple insurance needs. Um, and so no different than, you know, when you often hear, um, you know, the cable and internet companies saying, you know, phone, cable, home security, like all those things to bundle it, you save money. It, the same would apply with your insurance. So if you have multiple insurance needs, using the same broker for all of those needs is going to be best for you in the long run. Yes. So are people ever denied home insurance coverage? So we talked at the top of the show where we said only 4% of uh, people don't have home insurance. Now that could be because they've been denied coverage. So if this happens, when would it occur? Are there specific reasons for that? Yes, it's more rare for you not to be able to get insurance at all because there is, you have what we would call, say, regular insurance markets that would take majority of properties, but then there is some high-risk markets that will take properties that maybe are in a high-risk location or have more hazardous home features. 
for the very, very small few percentage that uh, would be completely denied, it would be due to maybe like um, a very hazardous home feature, a big home maintenance issue, or um, a history of multitude of claims. And, you know, sometimes if there's lapses of insurance for long periods of time, uh, that could be cause a denial, or you could have to go into the high-risk market, which is just typically more costly. Got on a committee years ago to look into that, and, and you know, there was a perception that there was a problem with uh, people getting insurance, particularly in the downtown core where so many houses are attached. And if, if you've got one house in a row of attached homes and there's no firewalls and one house is uninsurable because of uh, risk exposures, lack of maintenance, it would make the whole block exposed to that. So you can get into situations like that. But when we really investigated it, um, most of the time, it's not that coverage isn't available, it's that people didn't like the price. So it's a very rare case that uh, a home can't be insured. It's just that the premium can be very expensive um, when you get into into that type of a situation. So once again, that's uh, brokers are made to order for that stuff because we've got access to so many markets, um, including, as Lacey mentioned, like what we would call the gray market, which takes higher risk homes. So. Um, usually, if someone makes enough phone calls and enough perseverance, like they'll find somebody who will insure their home for them. Yeah, so don't don't give up because it is so important to make sure yeah. you're looking at every yeah. avenue. And to your point, Tom, a broker can has more avenues available, right? So it's a good place to start for sure. Yep. Well, guys, you've had such great advice for our listeners today when it comes to insuring their home and things that they should be considering. We do have some time now for some final thoughts. So maybe, Tom, I'll start with you. If you could leave our listeners with a final piece of advice, final thought today, what would it be? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're in today's world where everybody's so busy and there's so much marketing about making it fast and simple and easy. And, and that's all well and good. But, you know, I talked to a lot of people I've known over the years and, and they spend more time researching uh you know, child safety seats that they're going to put in their car, they're on the website and they're doing comparisons and they're looking at the CSA ratings for that, you know, that couple of hundred buck or 300 buck car seat or whatever it costs. But then something like this, which is really protecting your financial livelihood. I mean, for most people, home is the biggest asset they'll ever have. And to just get on the phone and call around and look for the cheapest price is a recipe for problems. Um, so I really encourage people to uh, take the time to, when they're talking to someone, to ask the good questions. And I think you know, if you listen to what you uh, your your program today, there was a lot of a lot of good questions posed, and that that's the questions they should be asking. It's way more important to ask what's not covered than what is because the devil's always in the details and uh you know take your time and and, and uh because there's nothing as bad as a feeling of having a claim happen and it's not covered when it could have been if you'd taken the time to ask the right questions and you know let someone advise you on the appropriate coverage um it's a couple of minutes that you know that investment of your time can save you you know tens or hundreds hundreds of thousands of dollars so uh you know make sure that you uh you don't treat your home insurance like a pure commodity. It's it's really your protection against a financial disaster. It should be you know treated as such. 
Yeah, that's such great advice, Tom. And I think, you know, the Internet has a wealth of information out there, and it's a good place to start to educate yourself, but it's not going to replace having a conversation about your specific situation with someone that you can trust who's asking you, to your point, a lot of questions about you and your household and and, um, ensuring that you do have all the things that you're going to need should something come up with your house. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. For sure. It's great to be here. And Lacey, if you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be? So, you know, uh, just kind of on the same line, homeowners insurance can be so complex and it's always evolving. There's changes every year. There's additional coverages being available, et cetera. So just make sure you find a broker that you trust and that can provide advice and guidance to help you find the right product that's for you. Great. Well, thanks for joining me today. And if Lacey, people wanted to reach out to, you know, ask some questions, maybe they're, they're getting a new home, their home policy is coming up for renewal. Is there a way for them to reach uh, Wedgwood? Certainly. They can call our office. Our telephone number is 709-753-3210. Or feel free to visit our website. Our website is www.wedgwoodinsurance.com. And that is W-E-D-G-W-O-O-D insurance.com and we have the ability online to request a quote or you can just uh, you know check out some content that's on our website as well great well thanks again for joining me today thank you so much for having me great to be here and I also yeah, it was a great show, Tom and Lacey. Like, I think this is an important topic and, you know, maybe some eye-opening questions that uh, that people can ask. And I always want to hear from you, our listeners. So if you have a comment or a question or maybe a topic that you'd like me to discuss here on Your Money, you can email me at yourmoney@bdo.ca or give us a call at 800-563-8337. Until next week, I'm Nancy Snedden. Stay safe and be well, everyone. If you have a question or comment, send an email to your money at bdo.ca. This has been Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees on your VOCM.